today, Rinpoche went over all of the basic points that are required for one to become a Buddha, showing us that all of the parts are necessary, all of the causes, all of the conditions are necessary in order to complete the task of enlightenment. It's okay. Okay, so uh, welcome everyone. Chen Rezi, Tibetan Buddhist Center. Once again, we're looking at Lama Tsongkhapa's a great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment, specifically the section on training the mind the stage of the path for beings of uh, great capacity. Uh, so today we're going to begin on page 85. Um, so it's the third category. Uh, if Just as a translator's note, when we began there were three categories um, showing, first showing how uh, the bodhicitta is the only entrance into the Mahayana, the second is the uh, category of how you develop bodhicitta or you know, how you practice bodhicitta. And then this third category here of how to learn the bodhisattva deeds after developing the spirit of enlightenment. So again, uh, the second category is called how to develop the spirit of enlightenment. Uh, so just for anyone who's take, taking notes, specificity purposes. Uh, so category number three, page 485. ดาชาจูจูตะเซนจิบะทิบะเชมบอเซนจิตะละเนตุยเซนจิตะรอนเจกเซนจิตะบะเชมบิเซนจิซุงนันตะทิบะเชมบิชาจูจูตะเซนจ
one cannot become a Buddha. It also has to be coupled with engaged practices. So those practices are the six perfections and the ten perfections. Uh, so uh, <coughs> this is um, how uh, mind generation, in this case specifically great vehicle mind generation, uh, then couples with this engagement of the perfections that allows one to become a Buddha. Diksung Rinpoche. Okay, so uh, now <clears throat> when we turn to page 85 and look at the outline itself, um, uh, going back again, just remembering we're in the third category of the main body outline. Um, so third category of how to learn the bodhisattva deeds after developing the spirit of enlightenment. So we're using the letter C in the English um, it, obviously, we understand that's how we outline, um, but in the Tibetan, it just says third category. So that's when you hear me say third, I'm not competing with it. I'm just reading it out of the Tibetan. Um, so the third category, how to learn the Bodhisattva deeds after uh, developing the spirit of enlightenment, uh, has three categories. Uh, first, the reason why you must learn the trainings after developing the spirit of enlightenment. Second, uh, demonstrating uh, that you will not become a Buddha by learning either method or wisdom separately. So if one only has method or one only has wisdom, uh, this is incomplete and won't allow for the actual um, Buddhahood. Um, so it's necessary to have this union of method and wisdom. And then the third category is explanation of the process of, the, of learning the precepts. Uh, so these are the three categories. Uh, that um, you will find for this explanation. And just as another note, um, when we look at the actual third category itself, um, it says how to learn the Bodhisattva deeds after developing the spirit of enlightenment. Um, it specifically says mind generation in the Tibetan. It doesn't say spirit. It doesn't have Shanchu Jesem. Uh, in it, um, uh, it just says semche, uh, which is just called mind generation. Um, so just a, as a note, as we get specific with words, um, it's the reason for that speci speci specific nature is the word that's used in the Tibetan here has three categories. But if you call it spirit of enlightenment, that's specifically only bodhicitta. Um, so again, there's been translator has chosen to explain the word and then use the translation of the explanation as opposed to the raw word, which makes it un harder to understand. This book isn't easy to understand as it is to read in the English. So just I'm only noting this for spe specific purposes for archival history, all this. I'm really finding this to be important now. Thank you. What does Less so. 
So, when we look at the refuge prayer that we use, this refuge prayer is really a summary of so many different things. It's a summary of going for refuge, then a summary of all of these things we're speaking of, the mind generation coupled with the engaged practices. So, we see, I take refuge until I'm enlightened in the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha. So, there we have the refuge in the three jewels. Through the merit I create by practicing giving and the other perfections, may I become a Buddha for the sake of all sentient beings. So here we find the summary of refuge and the entire process of spirit of enlightenment or mind generation, and as well as the engaged practices of the perfections and so forth. Diksa. Dole wa chutanji naba tanji naba zuba sanja dube shidaji parudi shima lopa shaus chutanji. Nabatajitumabazubasanja um, just I left out from before. So we find this as a summary and then find more complete explanations uh, in the sutras and then the uh, authentic Indian commentaries. Uh, so then we find in a sutra that says that if one uh, is trying to uh, uh, reach the place of, of um, cognizing all phenomena or the place of omniscience, then it's necessary to journey uh, to the other side um, uh, meaning to the perfection of wisdom. It's necessary to journey the perfection of wisdom. Um, because some, you can translate Paro de Shin also as to the other side. Um, so um, um, perfection of wisdom can be translated as to the other side. And that's why it's been translated as perfect, because the other side is perfect. But, uh, um, so that's the um, essence uh, of that sutra. あの、さんじゅうごぼんとはで、ひじいざわれしょうがです。しゃんちゅうせんじゅうれしょうがいんす。たじゅうパルティシンばいのす。あの、さんじゅうごぼんで、ひじいざわれしょうと、ひじ、
Tyson. Oggi è tardi, ne? Si svolge in due volte che si vuole come loro si dimarve. Si dimarve, 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 si Longchevo. Tinge Tingenzi ちょうどね、ちょうどね。終わってね、だってね、白と調和でね、ね、調和しぶと、3時、3時5分で言えるわ。で、ランジェルじゃ、ちょうどね、トイレじゃね、で、言えるわ。ですよ。終わってね、イン
uh, comes peace, and from wisdom comes intelligence. Uh, so we find uh, all of these good qualities uh, pointed out in Nagarjuna's letter to a friend. So what is the meaning of all of this? Uh, so when we go first to uh, from generosity comes the enjoyments. Uh, so this first point, uh, when we look at the enjoyments, or um, the Rinpoche said the riches that we have, the, um, the things that we have, the enjoyments are the uh, things that we use and possess and have, these uh, riches, whatever, however you want to translate it. Sometimes it's translated as wealth. So when we look at this, there are various levels of this. So this is how, when, since there are so many varieties of experience, there are great levels of enjoyments, there are medium levels of enjoyments, there are small levels of enjoyments. Uh, these levels of enjoyment come from the various degrees of generosity that one engages in. So from a small degree of generosity comes a small level of enjoyment, a medium degree, medium level, and great degree, a great level. Uh, so this is how um, generosity is linked to the enjoyments. Also the same is with ethics. It says ethics comes happiness. Happiness here is referring to uh, the higher realms, uh, so or uh, high status, uh, higher realms. Um, so when we look at um, happiness, we can see that there are small, medium, uh, and great levels of happiness, and these levels of happiness come from uh, the small, medium, and great degrees of ethics. So ethical behavior, from engaging in ethical behavior, one has this happiness. But from a small degree of ethics comes a small degree of happiness, small level of happiness. From a medium degree of ethics comes a medium level of happiness. And from a great degree of ethics comes a great level of happiness. And the same then is true when we look at the other perfections. So from patience comes uh, beauty. Um, so when we look at this beauty, when we look at attractiveness, uh, we see that there are various uh, levels of this, uh, small, medium, uh, and great levels of beauty. Uh, and these are created by the small, medium, and great levels of, of I'm sorry, small, medium, and great degrees of patience. So uh, in small uh, degree of patience creates a small level of, of, uh, of, let me just, I think I just did this, uh, um, no, I'm just fine, a uh, small level of, uh, small degree of patience creates a small level of beauty, a, uh, um, a medium degree of patience creates a medium level of beauty, and a great degree of patience creates a great level of beauty. Uh, so we see how patience then creates beauty, but how the levels of patience or degrees of patience create the levels of beauty. Uh, and then effort. Uh, effort comes from, uh, from effort comes presence. Uh, it's translated as charisma, <coughs> as many different things, uh, but there are levels, small, medium, and great levels of this uh, presence, and this comes from the small, medium, and great degrees of effort. Uh, that, you know, so the small creates the small, the medium creates the medium, great creates the great. Uh, so the next is, uh, relates to concentration, uh, so uh, sometimes translated as meditation. Uh, so we see uh, what 
when we look at the various levels of concentration, uh, there are certainly um, higher levels of <coughs> concentration uh, than others. So these various levels of concentration um, are what, uh, uh, I'm sorry, these various degrees of concentration are what creates the, the various uh, um, levels <coughs> of peace of mind. <coughs> so uh, from concentration uh, comes a peace <coughs> of mind. Um, so uh, the greatest peace of mind uh, comes from the, the, the greatest degree of concentration. Uh, the um, um, so uh, the medium degree of peace of mind is come uh, creates uh, is created by medium. Uh, um, I'm sorry. The medium level of peace of mind is created by um, medium degrees of concentration, uh, and small levels of peace of mind is created by small degrees of concentration. Now, they spoke of when we look at. Um, concentration, there are various concentration levels. Um, so when we look at peace of mind, that's related <coughs> to that. So these concentration levels that are higher are because there are greater degrees of peace of mind. Um, so there's a direct relationship between these levels of peace of mind and levels of concentration. Um, so the smallest degree of concentration creates the smallest level of peace of mind. <coughs> but Rinpoche is explaining that it relates to the actual levels of concentration itself. Uh, and then wisdom comes intelligence. Um, so from the greatest uh, degree uh, of wisdom comes uh, uh, the greatest level of intelligence, the medium degree, medium and small degree, small. Uh, so this is how uh, we see in uh, Nagarjuna's uh, letter to a friend how the six perfections uh, um, give rise to uh, various um, give rise to various experiences uh, within cyclic existence. Diso. Chunzu Tanagan then 
So when we look at phenomena and the apprehension of things, uh, we can divide them uh, into three categories. Uh, we can divide them into manifest phenomena, hidden phenomena, and extremely hidden phenomena. Manifest phenomena is phenomena that we can apprehend quite easily. Um, we don't, uh, it doesn't require correct signs. We can see it uh, and then we apprehend it uh, with direct perception. Uh, so uh, this is the first category um, of phenomena. The second category <coughs> is uh, hidden phenomena. Hidden phenomena is phenomena that can't just be apprehended and taken at, if you will, face value. It's something that requires reliance <coughs> on a correct sign. Uh, so when we look at things such as emptiness or the Four Noble Truths, uh, these are things that um, require analysis uh, and the use of correct signs uh, in order to arrive uh, at their certainty. Um, so, um, but through the use of correct signs, uh, one is able to arrive at that certainty. Um, now, the, the third category uh, of phenomenon is extremely hidden phenomenon. This is phenomena that requires us to rely on the inference of faith. Uh, so um, we have to then turn to various <coughs> quotations uh, that show us um, how to understand this. Um, because uh, this last category is what we would say that the quote from Nagarjuna's letter to a friend falls into. Uh, it can't be apprehended as manifest phenomena. It can't be apprehended uh, through the use of correct sign uh, and reasoning in terms of uh, hidden phenomena. It must be understood through uh, um, inference through faith, which is through reliance upon quotes of scripture and so forth. Uh, so we find in Arya Deva's 400 verses a uh, quote that says, Whoever doubts what the Buddha said about that which is extremely hidden should rely on emptiness and gain conviction in him alone. Uh, so here, this is pointing out that um, if you want to arrive at inference through faith, that faith is arrived at through analysis of those things which are hidden, can be understood through correct signs and analyzed and established to be correct. Um, so uh, here that is a quote from uh, Arya Deva's 400 verses. Uh, and then we find in um, uh, the Pramanavartika Karika, uh, Dharmakirti's commentary on the Compendium of Valid Cognition, where uh, he states that based on that, and he's referring to the explanation of that he alone has expressed the Four Noble Truths, that uh, he is the sole expressor of this truth, 
so based on those pronouncements, um, uh, you can infer uh, that these other quotations are correct. Um, so this is how we would arrive uh, according to Arya Deva's 400 verses <coughs> in uh, the Pramanavartika Karika uh, at the belief in these quotes such as uh, from this comes that uh, because the only way we can um, um, arrive at them is through faith and the only way we arrive at that place of faith is through reliance upon other topics which can be proven. <coughs> Jimmy <laughs> So we also see uh, that it's been stated that this first point uh, from the um, generosity comes the enjoyments, that these enjoyments are objects of all the realms of cyclic existence. There are enjoyments uh, in the lower realms of the uh, hell um, hungry ghost and animal. Uh, the Nagas and animals and so forth have these enjoyments, have uh, riches, if you will. Um, so uh, the way that these enjoyments can be enjoyed as a human or as a god in the higher realms of cyclic existence is through ethics. So here we see from uh, generosity comes the enjoyments or riches um, and we see examples of lower realms where that have riches, nagas and so forth. But from ethics comes happiness. So this happiness is referring to the higher realms. So if one wants to have enjoyments and enjoy them in the higher realms, it's necessary not to not only have generosity, but have generosity coupled with ethics. Um, because this is how one uh, has an experience of the higher realms that and then experiences enjoyments within those higher realms or the enjoyments of those higher realms. Um, so it's not only means that this generosity that you engage in necessarily leads to uh, um, the enjoyments in the higher realms. Um, there are objects of enjoyment in the lower realms too. Deekson. <laughs> Okay, so when we speak of ethics then, this isn't something that's exclusive to the ordained class of the monks and nuns uh, of the 
um, ordained novice and ordained, uh, fully ordained in novice levels. This also rely, refers to householders and regular practitioners, um, because we see uh, that the ethics, what these ethics lead, what ethics leads to. So we have the ethics which abandons the ten non-virtuous activities um, as householders. So ethics isn't only for the ordained. Ethics aren't only for the ordained. So we see uh, <coughs> there are things to abstain from. Uh, we find uh, abstaining from killing, abstaining from adultery, uh, and so forth. So we find all of these pointed out, or sexual misconduct. Uh, Louis, I think, is adultery, literally. Uh, so um, from these um, acts pointed out to householders. So if you can hold these well, practice these well, uh, then in the future lives, these ethics will lead to, these, the ethics now in future lives will lead to higher realms of cyclic existence. So if uh, so, then if one engages in ethical behavior, then he or she will be able to have uh, um, uh, the arisal of rebirth in the higher realms of gods and humans. And if he or she previously engaged in generosity, then they will have enjoyments in those higher realms of cyclic existence or riches, if you will. So this would be very good to ask the question of the scientific uh, community. Um, and just as a translator's note, as of la last week, I explained, uh, when we say riches, uh, this is inferring that there's a person who is rich within it. Uh, it doesn't just mean the money itself or the diamonds themselves. It means that there's someone who has these enjoyments or riches. Um, so uh, it would be in interesting to ask the scientific community. We would all agree that there are great levels of enjoyments, medium levels of enjoyments, and small levels of enjoyments. Uh, we we can would all agree that there are these different levels of the enjoyments or riches. That's why riches works better as a translation. Um, so, what lead what creates those levels of riches or enjoyments? Uh, so it'd be interesting to ask a scientist this question: um, What what creates these levels of riches? Um, there are small, there are medium, there are great. What has created these? And again, as a translator's note, it doesn't mean what created the actual money, what created, what created these people who have these levels of wealth that are not the same. What created this, this occurrence? Um, so when we say small, medium, and great rich, we're saying there's a rich person there, or a, 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 a uh, holder of the riches. Um, so just as a note when you're thinking about this, when Rimache says it'd be interesting to ask the scientific community, he's not saying where's money come from. He's saying where do these these levels come from of people who have these um, the people inferred, but it's not said by Rimache, but inferred. <laughs> <laughs>
So now let's go back to the great treatise on the stage of the path. So, there, so under the third heading, how to learn the Bodhisattva deeds after developing the spirit of enlightenment, uh, there are three parts. The reason why you must learn the trainings after developing the spirit of enlightenment, demonstrating that you will become a Buddha by learning either method or wisdom, not... Um, demonstrating that you will not become a Buddha by learning either method or wisdom separately, and then explanation of the process of learning the precepts. Then a jayan sheba tamula sum, Kaelin? So there are three, according to jayan sheba, when we move on to the first category, the reason why you must learn the trainings after developing the spirit of enlightenment, states there are three categories there. Okay. Tomba no <laughs> ジュノスやティヘンダジュノジンジェロワジュノドゥバニェブシェバララナメバララナメバヤンタバルズビシャンチュニェカワマインビシマインビシェロスシャンチュチュテセンジェシェドゥルドゥバニェブシェバイナズ
Okay, so uh, then these are uh, broken into three categories, now into three reasons, if you will. Um, so the first one is, it is indeed the case that great benefit comes from mere development of the aspirational spirit of enlightenment without learning the trainings of generosity and <coughs> Consider in this regard the passage from the life of Maitreya cited earlier. However, you still have to practice the bodhisattva trainings. If you do not emphasize this practice, you will never become a Buddha. So learn the bodhisattva deeds. Thus the foremost of Gaya says, Enlightenment is for great bodhisattvas who take practice to heart, but not for those who take a wrong practice to heart. Um, so, uh, next, uh, and the King of Concentration Sutra also says, Therefore, take practice to heart. Why, O Prince? Because when you take practice to heart, perfect enlightenment is not hard to attain. Practice means the method of achieving Buddhahood, i.e., learning the bodhisattva trainings. The first stages of meditation also says, the bodhisattvas who have thus developed the spirit of enlightenment understand that without disciplining themselves, they cannot discipline others, and so involve themselves in the practice of generosity and so forth. Without practice, they will not uh, attain enlightenment. Um, so these are the um, first points uh, made uh, according to Jayan Sheba in this section. And again, just going back to this practice to heart, um, uh, the, the word heart can really also be translated as essence. Um, so practicing the, uh, take this practice to be the essence. Um, so um, you can look at it in, a, in different ways, but it, it kind of makes sense if you look at it. It is the essence what is the essence? Bodhicitta is the essence because you can't become a Buddha without it. Um, so looking at the, the words, uh, it really could be translated either way. So that was last week we went over that. Um, the the Yanjir, the Drupa Nyimpo, the Injike, the Injike, the Shanchu Semba, the Sheda Dembo Tsanlodang, the Drupa Nimbo. Shiduru, Demba Tsanlo Demba? The Drapodu Tsanlo Demba? Yes, Shiduru Tsanlo Demba Tsanlodang. I don't know what the Sanjuku Tsanlodang is. So Rimache is saying, so what this means is, and it could be heartfelt, but what it means is, is if once you really understand uh, that the six, you've thought about the six perfections, and in, in a great way, and understand that those are what lead you to Buddhahood, uh, then you have this real stable understanding of the essence of, of that. And that's this heart, practice to heart. Um, so that's what Rinpoche says, the, the meaning of practice to heart uh, is, um, is that once you've thought about these things in, in, re, in a great way and understand, know them to be true, and they are stable, that you've taken the practice to heart. Decent. So this foremost of Gaya... Then... Uh, 
Do Kuo Wang. Oh, 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 Okay, uh, so here in Foremost of Gaia, Gaia is referring to Buddha Gaia. Um, this is where the Buddha achieved enlightenment historically. And this is where the uh, Dalai Lama recently gave the Kala Chakra initiation in Buddha Gaia. Uh, and this is a, uh, a sutra uh, called the Foremost of Gaia. Wolle what about the Nipa? Less of the Nipa, the Kabar Gutso, then a droop, the droopa, Nimpo, Jepa, the Nipa, the Tingenzi, Sarth, and Shino, then droopa, Nimpo, Jepa, la la, the Nipa? Nipa, Gorin Tumble, say, Gorin Tumble, Gorin Tumble, lay down, Ted, the Saint Jibis, Gorin Tumble, say, the Nipa, the Jajibe. Okay. Shangjun Lesser. Today, 
Okay, so just to correct uh, something, I'm trying to find the second, uh, where the second uh, ends. Um, uh, so the first actually ends where the stages of meditation uh, isn't included, but the sentence before it is. So practice means the method of achieving Buddhahood, i.e. learning the Bodhisattva trainings. Okay, so that's where the first category ends. The second category begins, the first stages of meditation also says, I'm just going to do, I don't want to forget anything, also says, uh, so uh, in the first, uh, in Kamala Shila's first stages of meditation, the bodhisattvas who have thus developed the spirit of enlightenment understand that without disciplining themselves, they cannot discipline others, and so involve themselves in the practice of generosity and so forth, Without practice, they will not attain enlightenment. Uh, so here, uh, it's making the point uh, that the bodhisattva um, has to discipline him or herself in order to discipline others. So if the goal is to be able to have all sentient beings be free, all disciplined, then it's impossible to show them discipline without having discipline. Um, so here it's necessary uh, to involve in the disciplines in the six perfections and engage in those practices themselves as role models uh, in order for them uh, to be passed on, if you will. 
And then Dharmakirti's uh, text on the commentary on the uh, uh, Compendium of Valid Cognition says, in order to destroy suffering, the compassionate work at actualizing the methods, it's hard for them to explain the methods and their results when these remain hidden to them. This is all about the Four Noble Truths, uh, the, truth, the superior truth of suffering, the superior truth of origin, the superior truth of cessation, the superior truth of path. Uh, here, uh, methods and their results, causes and their results, we see that the, uh, the suffering itself is caused by the origin of suffering, from the grasping at things as being truly established, which is the root. We have the afflictions and the karma, which then create cyclic existence. Uh, so we see that that is what the origin of suffering is. And then when we look to uh, how that suffering can be abandoned, we see that in the last two noble truths, we see the truth of cessation and the truth of path. And through reliance upon the path, uh, the method of the path, one is able to abandon suffering and achieve a true cessation. Uh, so if the cause and effect relationship within these four noble truths, the cause and effect relationship between suffering and its origin and cessation of suffering and its way to or its path, then if that's hidden, then you are you're not able uh, to achieve um, um, any uh, of the results one wants to. It says in, in here, what are those results that one would want? It says, in order to destroy suffering. So if you don't want to suffer, then it's necessary to find out what the cause and effect relationships are between how you suffer and how you don't suffer, how you destroy suffering. Uh, so that's what is meant here. Uh, and then, those who have great compassion for others feel the need to relieve others' suffering. To relieve it, the kind thought, may they be free from suffering, is not enough. They must engage in the methods that will bring it about. And this is where I become shaky. Um, Now, if they do not first engage in those methods themselves, they will be unable to free others. Therefore, if you want to work for others' welfare, you must first... Yeah, it just seems like it's going to keep going, and there's another one. Rimache, the Nipa, Kabarka, it's... Nipa, it's not going to be a problem. It's not going to be a problem. It's not going Ore Shantuma and the 
Okay, so it looks like now if you, they do not first engage in those methods themselves, they will be unable to free others. Um, and then three, therefore. Um, uh, so that's what the, the commentary says. Uh, so uh, the second begins with Kamala Shila's stages of meditation and then uh, also has Dharmakirti's second chapter of the commentary on the Compendium of Valid Cognition, quote, and then goes on with Lama Tsongkhapa's commentary up to uh, where it says they will be unable to free um, others. So uh, Rimache just pointed out again when he went back that going, looking at the Kamalashila stages of meditation, uh, that if one does not practice the six perfections, so generosity is the first of the six perfections, so it's pointed out, but it's meant to say that if it's inferred that the others are there, and that if these six perfections are not practiced, they will not attain enlightenment. Uh, so the point is made very strongly here that these six perfections are required in order to uh, achieve Buddhahood. Um, and then um, I believe that the second chapter I explained everything Rinpoche did, and that that's it. Uh, go ahead, so the wisdom, Rinpoche, one other thing, the wisdom realizing emptiness uh, is what allows one to get rid of that root, um, grasping at things as being truly established, uh, so, which causes the suffering. Um, so that's what the path relies upon, is that wisdom uh, to in order to achieve the goal of cessation that was just put in as an aside. Song Rinpoche. Oh, it's time for a break. We'll be back. Um, there's tea and other things to enjoy. Don't lose it if you have it. We need you. <laughs> Hang in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, so number three meaning Jayan Sheba's commentary states that there are three categories under this first, the reason why you must learn the trainings after developing the spirit of enlightenment. We are now in the third category that begins with, therefore. Jen <laughs> 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 
Um, that was all I was asking. Um, so, number three, therefore, if you want to work uh, for others' welfare, you must first discipline yourself. Um, and the, what I've just pointed out to Rinpoche is in the, the Gormrim, it says that understand that without disciplining themselves, they cannot discipline others. It seems to me to be the same point. So that's what I said. Uh, therefore, if you don't want to, you must first discipline yourself. In reference to this, the King of Concentration Sutra says that you should take the practice to heart. Practice is said to be learning the training and the precepts associated with the Bodhisattva vows after you have taken them. Uh, so here the point being made is that uh, you have to, uh, once you understand the wisdom, the realizing emptiness and the points of emptiness and understand compassion and love and the mind that aspires to enlightenment, it becomes very firm and stable within you and you become suitable, a suitable 
vessel for explanation. So it becomes stable within you. So practice is said to be learning the training and the precepts <coughs> associated with the bodhisattva vows after you have taken them. Therefore, it is very important that you are not mistaken about just what is entailed in taking practice to heart. Um, so here it's the point is being made. I'll re read it again. Rinpoche read it twice. Therefore, if you want to work for others' welfare, you must first discipline yourself. In reference to this, the King of Concentration Sutra says that you should take practice to heart. Practice is said to be learning the training and the precepts associated with the Bodhisattva vows after you have taken them. Therefore, it is very important that you're not mistaken about just what is entailed in taking practice to heart. So point is that it means that you take it to heart by knowing it well, by having it very stable within your own uh, continuum. Deso. ตัดเงินบัญชีว่าตัดเท่าเงินบัญชีว่าตัดเท่าเงินบัญชีว่าตัดเท่าเงินบัญชีว่าตัดเท่าเงินบัญชีว่าตัดเท่าเงินบัญ
Uh, and again, uh, there are three categories in this section, according to Jayan Sheba. So we begin uh, with just reading, uh, demonstrating that you will not become a Buddha by learning either method or wisdom separately. It is not enough just to want <coughs> to attain Buddhahood. You must engage in the method of achieving it. This method has to be unmistaken because no matter how much you strive on a mistaken path, you will not obtain the result, like milking a horn in the hope of getting milk. Even if the method is unmistaken, if it is not complete in all particulars, striving will not bring the result. Just as the absence of a seed, water, earth, or the like will preclude the production of a sprout. Uh, so this is uh, number one, that um, point being made, that uh, all, of, all of the particulars, causes and results, have to be there uh, in order for um, the result to occur. So the method has to be unmistaken. That's my... ตัวเดี๋ยวเราสนใจตัวบันเดบิมาชูกีสนใจตัวบิทอลลาจูบัตเตียนทอมานุอาชิกุเดสนี่น่าจะต้องเบียนจังเดบิมาจูเดอมา
ਜੁਥਾਦਾ ਮਾਚੇ ਵਾਲ ਲੈ ਜਾ ਜੇ ਜੇ ਤੋਂ ਡੂਬੀ ਜੁਥਾਦਾ ਮਾਚੇ ਵਾਲ ਲੈ ਜਾ ਦੇਵੇਂ ਜੋ ਮੈਂ ਦੇਸ ਜੇ ਤੋਂ ਡੂਬੀ ਜੁਥਾਦਾ ਜੋ ਗਸਾਂ ਗੋਰਦਾ ਜੇ ਜੇ ਤੋਂ ਡੂਬਲੇ ਜੋ ਗਸਾਂ ਗੋਰੇ ਨਿਗੋ ਜੇਬਲੇ ਜੋ ਗਸਾਂ ਗੋਰੇ ਪਤਾ ਬੋਮ ਜੇਬਲੇ ਜੋ ਗਸਾਂ ਗੋਰਦਾ ਜੇ ਜੇ ਤੋਂ ਡੂਬਲੇ ਜੋ ਗਸਾਂ ਗੋਰੇਸ ਜੁਥਾਦਾ ਮਾਚੇ ਵਾਲ ਲੈ ਜਾ ਦੇਵੇਂ ਜੋ ਮੈਂ ਦੇ ਸਭਨੋਂ ਸੋ ਬਕਾਇਆ ਰੋਆ ਸੀ ਮੈਨਾ ਨਿਗੋਲਾ ਸੁਬਾ ਮੁਝੋ ਵੀ ਸ਼ਰੋਸ ਉਦੋਂ ਤੋਂ ਦਾ ਜਾਂਦੇ ਹੋ ਦੋ ਸਮਾਰੇ ਉਤਾ ਬਾਤ ਚੀ ਲਾ ਨਾ ਤਾ ਤੇ ਉਹ ਲੱਗ ਜਾਂਦੋ ਓਕੇ ਸੋ ਆਈ ਹੈਵ ਟੂ ਫਿਕਸ ਸੋ ਦਾ ਫਰਸਟ ਪੁਆਇੰਟ ਥੈਟਸ ਮੇਡ ਗੋਸ ਟੂ ਦੀ ਐਂਡ ਪੁਆਇੰਟ ਲਾਈਕ ਮਿਲਕਿੰਗ ਅ ਹੋਰਨ ਇਨ ਹੋਪ ਆਫ ਗੇਟਿੰਗ ਮਿਲਕ ਸੋ ਥਿਸ ਇਜ਼ ਦਾ ਫਰਸਟ ਕੈਟਾਗਰੀ ਸੋ ਥਿਸ ਇਜ਼ ਰਿਫਰਿੰਗ ਟੂ ਮੈਥਡ that is mistaken um so uh this is where the <coughs> the second it begins here even if the method is unmistaken if it is not complete in all particulars striving will not bring the result just as the absence of a seed water earth or the <coughs> production of a sprout thus the second stages of meditation says If you earnestly strive at a mistaken cause even a tremendous amount of time will not bring you the desired result like milking a horn a result does not come from an incomplete causal complex just as an effect like the production of a sprout does not happen when something like a seed is missing therefore someone who wants the result must depend upon an unmistaken and complete set of causes uh, and conditions so when you look at um, all we see that if any of the things leading up to its his or hers fruition are missing then the production won't occur uh, so when we look at the uh, uh children a boy or a girl uh in order for a boy to be produced or a girl to be produced there are certain causes and conditions that must be present if there is an absence of any among those causes and conditions uh that were what produced that boy or girl then the boy or girl will not be produced um so it's saying here that um the first is if the the first point is is that if the method is mistaken and here if the method is unmistaken but it's missing some things um so you could have um things that are completely correct but be missing the thing uh another thing that is correct and not be able to achieve the goal because of the missing correct piece that is needed and indispensable. Um so uh this is the point that's made up to here. Um it, it so it's saying that things are uh, are a result of a collection, a compound of things, a collection of things that come together. Anything is missing from that collection, you don't get what you would if that thing was not missing. So you can't have the arisal without all of its components being there uh if you take away a component the arisal will not be the same um so all components are necessary for specific arisal and there are varieties of arisal because of these varieties of of causes and so forth um uh, so for so forth uh so these causes and so forth that make up for the varieties of risals must be present for their uh fruitions to to occur
Tem sim. Hoje está tão... ตาเนี่ยบ่ล้อมมาโน่เสียงจังชาชาชาชาชาชาชาชาชาชาชาชาชาชาชาชาชาชาชาชาชาชาชาชาชาชาชาชาชาชาชาชาชาชาชาชา
likewise, uh, if we want to achieve a result of Buddhahood, uh, it's necessary to have unmistaken pathways. It's necessary to have all the causes and conditions present in order to produce that result. So it says, if you earnestly strive in a mistaken cause, even a tremendous amount of time, you will not bring the desired result like milking a horn. Uh, if you practice the wrong thing for a long, long time, it will be for nothing. If you're missing any of the things that are necessary and you practice for a very long time, all of those things will be for nothing. Uh, so it says it will be for nothing, just like trying to milk a horn. Uh, so you don't get milk out of a horn no matter how long you do it. You don't get enlightenment out of wrong practice no matter how long you do it. Uh, so it's necessary to have correct practices that aren't mistaken, meaning with all of the causes and conditions there in order to produce the desired result. A result does not come from an incomplete causal complex. Just as an effect like the production of a sprout does not happen when something like a seed is missing. Therefore, someone who wants the result must depend upon an unmistaken and complete set of causes and conditions. This complete is the main pith here, is the pith of the argument, is that if it is incomplete, it's not possible to give rise to whatever where the subject is. If a sprout's causes are incomplete, there won't be a sprout. If enlightenment's causes are incomplete, there will not be enlightenment. Uh, so there have to be complete causes and conditions without any omission. And if one is practicing everything but this or that that is necessary, it will not cause the goal. And as a translator's note, I'm, it's not saying that it doesn't leave good imprints. It's saying it doesn't cause Buddhahood. You can't, in that lifetime, you're doing those practices, even though some of them are good, imprint-wise, you can't become a Buddha, Buddha with, the missing, with those things that are missing. So, just as a note, it's, it's not saying that uh, if you're missing a part or two that it's for nothing. It's saying that if your goal is Buddhahood, if you're missing a part or two, it's for nothing because you won't get there. That's what it's the point.
mind generation uh, in the Parshin Shittun and Je- Penchant Son and Drapa's general meaning of perfection is grabbed directly from the Mahayana Sutra Alamkara. Um, so these are what the differences are. Um, and now we're arriving at this part in the third category that's similar to Kamala Shila's uh, stages of meditation that says, having entered into this practice, they will certainly complete the collection of merit and insight. Accomplishing the accumulation of merit and insight is like having omniscience itself in the palm of your hand. Therefore, since compassion is the only root of omniscience, you should become familiar with this practice from the very beginning. Um, So now, in the third part, uh, if we look, we're getting into what then is the unmistaken and complete set of causes and conditions. Vairakana's Great Enlightenment Discourse uh, states. Uh, So now uh, we will get into uh, this third category uh, that um, uh, uh, um, speaks to uh, compassion uh, and so forth, and and, uh, omniscience coming from uh, compassion. Uh, so uh, this all, let me just make sure all the points were made. So we see here, Lord of Secrets, the sublime wisdom of omniscience comes from compassion as its root. So we have this very similar point uh, that's being made in the stages of meditation that it's saying that in the root of omniscience we find uh, compassion. Um, So uh, here at Compassion, its root, it comes from the spirit of enlightenment as its cause. It is brought to completion by method. So spirit of enlightenment has two categories, ultimate and conventional. Here, this is necessarily speaking of conventional spirit of enlightenment. If it is spirit of enlightenment, it is necessarily conventional spirit of enlightenment. Um, so uh, this is we see that it pervades it. So if it is spirit of enlightenment, it's necessarily conventional spirit of enlightenment. Ultimate spirit of enlightenment is not spirit of enlightenment. Just name that. So all of these things that are being spoken of when we say it comes from the spirit of enlightenment as its cause, it's talking about conventional spirit of enlightenment specifically. Not so common you. Oh yeah. Okay, so we're gonna conclude there. Um, and we'll see you next time. Thank you very much, everyone. Yeah. And Selbudu. True Maso. Lightman's cause. And I'm not sure if three. Um, I think the the next few sentences are also in three, and then we begin a new op- uh, part where it uh, says opponent's position. But I don't, let's wait and see, because uh, I am not sure. Um, and concluding model offering dedication prayer. The fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure realm. 
I dedicate whatever virtues I have collected for the benefit of the teachings and of all sentient beings, and in particular for the essential teachings of Venerable Lozandrapa to shine forever. I send forth this jeweled mandala to you, precious Guru. Dedicate all this virtue to emulate the knowledge of the hero Manjushri and likewise Samantabhadra as well. With whatever dedication is praised as supreme by all the conquerors who traverse the three times, I also dedicate all my roots of virtue for the sake of auspicious deeds. In that pure land surrounded by snowy mountains, you are the source of all happiness and health. All powerful Avogateshvara, Tenzin Jatso, may you stay until samsara's end. I pray for the long life of the precious Kensar Wandak, upholder of scriptural and realizational doctrines, spiritual friend who trained extensively in the five great philosophical texts with exceptional wisdom and perseverance. Tuji Rimchi Gutsi Shapi Tuji, Tuji. And I don't know if everybody saw the magazine. Um, 